0: Good morning. How are we all? If you're new to Kingdom Vineyard and are joining us this morning, you're very welcome. My name's Morag. I'm one of the home group leaders here and occasionally they let me loose to talk to you. Uh, If you're finding this a bit weird, can I just say welcome to the club. Um, I have definitely been on the wrong side of the technology revolution so feel like I should have L plates up or something this morning. So as they say, just please bear with me. So today is Palm Sunday, with the mashup of days and weeks due to our current restrictions that might have missed coming up on our radar, but it is indeed the start of Holy Week. I'm going to take a traditional approach and read from the Gospels an account of Jesus' arrival in Jerusalem. If you were with us last week, you'd have noticed that in Acts, we read of Paul's arrival in Jerusalem, and I noticed a couple of links. Paul and Jesus both knew that arriving in Jerusalem was going to mean that they would be arrested. Jesus knew it would lead to his death. And both their arrivals caused a bit of a stir. That's typical British understatement. Paul caused a riot and Jesus, well, let's see. Turn with me to Matthew chapter 21 and we'll start at verse 1. I'll give you a moment just to grab your Bible or Bible device. So, Matthew chapter 21, starting at verse 1. As they approached Jerusalem and came to Bethphage on the Mount of Olives, Jesus sent two disciples, saying to them, Go to the village ahead of you, and at once you will find a donkey tied there, with her colt by her the whole city was stirred and asked, who is this? The crowds answered, this is Jesus, the prophet from Nazareth in Galilee. The theme or title of my talk today is expectations. There are a number of expectations we see in the passage. Jesus and his disciples are heading to Jerusalem for the celebration of Passover. Passover there will be crowds of pilgrims all heading that way. Somehow Jesus has arranged to borrow a donkey and her foe and he chooses to ride into Jerusalem on the foe. This act is a representation and fulfilment of the prophecy that Matthew quotes, which is from Zephaniah chapter 9 verse 9. Rejoice greatly, O daughter Zion! Shout, daughter of Jerusalem! See your king comes to you, righteous and having salvation, gentle and riding on a donkey, on a colt, the foal of a donkey. I've often heard that Jesus was messing with the expectations by arriving on a donkey. A king would be expected to arrive on a white charger ready for war. But actually, scriptures tell Jerusalem to expect her king to arrive on a donkey. The donkey was a sign of peace rather than a sign of war. The verses around the one quoted from Zephaniah all talk about the restoration of Israel. Verse 8 says, Never again will an oppressor overrun my people. And verse 12, Even now I announce that I will restore twice as much to you. So even the sign of the king arriving in peace and on a donkey the expectation was of the restoration of Israel and the removal of oppression by the Romans. The crowd of devoted pilgrims undoubtedly knew their scriptures. I don't think it was the donkey that threw them. They heralded Jesus as royalty and as Saviour, with their Hosanna to the Son of David shouts, Hosanna meaning save us. It was what happens or fails to happen next that falls way short of their expectation. Spoiler alert, Jesus is arrested and killed. I love Easter. It is so special. The fact that Jesus died and rose again so that I can have a relationship with him is worth celebrating. But over the last few years, I've been trying to let myself feel the tension of Easter Saturday, when Good Friday has happened, but Easter Sunday hasn't. Can you imagine how the disciples felt? The absolute crushing, disappointment, sadness and grief. Later, a couple of them walking on the road to Emmaus said that they had hoped Jesus would be the one to redeem Israel, Luke 42, verse 20. Disappointment with God can be crushing if, when, he acts not in the way we expect or in the timing we expect or let something happen we didn't want or expect, we can really struggle asking all the why questions, getting angry with God, blaming God and distancing ourselves from him. I know that some of you are mourning some of your expectations that have been ripped from you by this virus. Time with friends in St Andrews, graduation, travel, jobs, pay, freedoms, and you should mourn them. This is not God's idea and I have no idea what the answers are to all the whys that we have. I read a really helpful article from the Time magazine by N.T. Wright, a professor of theology here in St. Andrews, which you might have seen doing the rounds on Facebook. In the article, Professor Wright encouraged us to reconnect with the idea of lament, crying out to God in the midst of a crappy situation. The Psalms are full of this. N.T. Wright suggests that the last verse of Psalm 88 is very apt in the, at the moment. You have taken my companions and loved ones from me. Darkness is my closest friend. And over some point next week, I'm sure we'll read Jesus quoting from Psalm 22. My God, my God, why have you forsaken me? Why are you so far from saving me, so far from my words of groaning? God is used to this and laments too. In Luke's account of Jesus entering Jerusalem, he includes this in Luke 19, verse 41. As he, Jesus, approached Jerusalem and saw the city, he wept over it. God has mourned every time his people in the Old Testament turned away from him, and I'm pretty sure he still does. We don't have a God who is removed from our experiences. He became human. He knows what it is to mourn and lament losses. You're allowed to be sad. You're allowed to be angry. Just bring it to God. He knows anyway. Blessed are those who mourn, for they will be comforted. Matthew chapter 5 verse 4. The crowd and the disciples had very set expectations of what a Messiah or saving king should look like. Sometimes we have very set expectations of how God should act and what he should be like. How about we allow ourselves to lament and we also allow the benefit of hindsight to change our expectations of God. By that I mean remember other circumstances which didn't pan out as you'd expected, but God brought different and better options into your life bring to mind that if Jesus had acted in the way the crowd expected, they may have been saved from the Romans, but the whole world would not have had the chance to be saved. Friday's happened. We're living through Saturday. Sunday's coming. While we're at it, why don't we adjust our expectations of ourselves? While thinking about Palm Sunday, I couldn't shake this theme of expectations. The expectations were so high. This was the Passover celebration and folks were in a party mood already and feeling very Jewish, very nationalistic. And and add to this mix, a fellow acting out the arrival of a king. Expectations are through the roof. This is it. This is the time. I couldn't help drawing a bit of comparison to the Scottish New Year. If you're Scottish, you'll know what I'm talking about. The expectation of Hogmanay is immense. It is absolutely compulsory to have a good time at Hogmanay. The best party of the year exuding Scottishness from every pore. The reality often doesn't meet the expectation. And the high expectation actually robs us of appreciating the reality of simply spending time with friends or family. May we never take that for granted again. False expectations of the Messiah meant that most of Israel missed him when he came. Let's be wary of false expectations. Debbie from my home group shared a useful blog from evangelist J. John describing the current bombardment we are experiencing from social media of what we should expect from ourselves during hashtag isolation, hashtag isolation goals, take up a new hobby, learn a language, keep fit, get fit, eat healthily, cook, bake paint, be creative, binge watch this TV show, binge watch that TV show, do DIY, homeschool the kids, play with the kids, read books, read books with the kids, before we even touch on the more Christian goals, learning biblical Hebrew, Greek, reading all of C.S. Lewis, N.T. Wright, Bonhoeffer, reading all the Bible, practicing every spiritual discipline, journaling, meditating, and so on, and so on. None of these things are inherently bad. Some of them are indeed helpful at such a time as this. But like the expectation of Hogmanay, may we not miss out on the simple good things because we think we should be doing 101 other good things as well and feeling guilty about not managing it. There are hundreds of experts out there on the internet with suggestions on how to stay healthy in body and mind whilst we are social distancing. Some of it is helpful, much is not. May I suggest that you give yourselves a break. Practice self-compassion. We're all figuring this out. We've never been here before. Find out what works for you and let all the shoulds go. I'd probably still keep reading the Bible and praying But what that looks like for you might look very different to what it looks like for me. Unfulfilled expectations, false expectations, finally, good expectations. Expect God to speak. We'll hear some of the things he's been saying this morning in just a minute. Expect him to speak to you. Expect Father God to answer prayer. Expect to know and feel the presence of the Holy Spirit. And with him, expect the unexpected. Expect God to act. He is alive. He is active in our world and in the situations and circumstances we find ourselves in. Expect to hear and to experience Jesus' stories. Expect Jesus to ask you to get involved. Expect God to know best. If you're able and would like, please stand and I'll pray for us. Father God, in this weird time, would you help us to draw close to you, to hear you speak to us and have you set our expectations. May we let go of unhealthy expectations we have of you, of ourselves and of others. I thank you, Jesus, that you came as a human so that we can know that you will walk through every circumstance with us, knowing how we feel. And thank you for being a God who understands disappointment, hurt and anger. Thank you God that you didn't limit yourself to human expectations but made and fulfilled the best plan for everyone to be able to come to know you. Holy Spirit fill us with your presence bless every household represented here in Jesus name. Amen.